Hey everybody, welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. I'm Dan Schrader, I'm in Portland, Oregon, and I am happy to be here to recap GeoGate for 40, well, the t- tight 45, probably. It's just a tight, tight 45 on GeoRena. Uh, Michael Samuelson's in Minneapolis. I mean, this is this is the stuff we live for, isn't it? I mean, World Cup's great, but to be honest, we all know that the World Cup is really just a preseason for January silly season. <laughs> and so as we still have a few weeks, we have to fill time with something and GeoGate is really just scratching that itch. So I can't wait. It's beautiful. Uh Consmus and Swamp Scott. It the holidays are coming. And uh my son, as I'm sure your son is Dan, has an advent calendar and is feverish, oh, yeah. feverishly opening that every morning. I am doing beer advent and I have not had my beer today yet. So I'm going to open this oh, here we go. live on the Is podcast. it a reveal? Do you know what it is? What do we got? Oh, look, it's even, it's a, it's a little is Christmas a, beer. Is it a stout? Back home for the holidays, hopped up red ale from Riverwalk Brewing. All right, that's what I'll be Sounds drinking nice. in today's podcast. Uh, so, you know, if I uh, get a little saucy by the end of it, um, you know, you can blame it on Riverwalk Brewing Company. Uh, and they're 7%. Uh, red ales. Can you tell me more about this uh, beer advent and how do I get involved in this? Um, yeah, I mean, get involved, first of all. Uh, but, yeah, you might have to start one. Okay. I uh, joined one where there, there's already a main organizer. You need a Dan Schrader-level organizer to make one of these happen. Those I need are, more things to organize in my life. Yeah. That's what I it, need. It yeah. requires 24 friends, which is really... A yeah, huge, requires a huge somebody else for me. with 24 friends, and you are one of that person's 24 friends. So that's why it's tough. So. Yeah. You need a shrimp oil <laughs> level, you know, organizer. Okay. Uh, it's in the past. That's history. Yeah. And, yeah, you each buy 24 of the same beers. You know, you just buy a case of beer. Uh, you tell the, the organizer person what brewery you bought it from so that everyone buys from a different brewery. Uh, and we have no possibility of overlapping. And uh, then on an appointed day around Thanksgiving, uh, you each go to the bar that that person who is the organizer owns. Um, you know, if your <laughs> organizer doesn't own a bar, oh. get a better organizer. And uh, you swap beers until you have 24 different beers. And the, yeah, I would say, yeah, I forgot to add that you wrap up your beers uh, and you are given a code in our case animal that you write on the outside of your beer mm. and then well, what was animal your animal uh, i am anaconda oh mm. obvious reasons <laughs> i have a small penis um and so yeah that's that's how that works and then they on every day of the you, you know you get a text in the morning saying today's beer is uh, whatever actually you get a text the day before saying tomorrow's beer is so you can put it in the fridge why uh, oh, okay. But couldn't you just organize that part ahead of time so you don't have to remember to send a text every yeah, day? Yeah, I don't know why that is. Uh, it's probably probably could, automated. They've got their, their version of Cliff is one of the 24 oh, friends. Oh, that could be right. I don't what, know. They've got a, a MailChimp for texts. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Do, 
What if instead of uh, animal, God damn it, you're just proving that I should organize one of these. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> first buy a bar. <laughs> first buy a bar. Instead of a secret animal, you could just have a secret number between 1 and 24. And then on the day that matches up with your secret number, you drink that one. Seems like there's one step too many in there. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I think there's also a step here where, again, I I joined this already in progress. It had already been existing for years before I yeah. took Do you know someone who you else's replaced? spot. No, I don't. Did you did it's you replace someone who was buying like bad beer or something? I don't. I have no idea how oh, you get kicked out. Relegation promotion. <laughs> <laughs> someone did buy Natty Light one year, and it's very <laughs> controversial whether that was a good joke or. Fucked that's up. A pretty, that's a pretty good joke. <laughs> it's absolutely a good joke. I think it's a great joke, but it was funny because it was like I thought that's a good joke, and I found out about it after I had already bought you know my beer last year, which was the first year I was in it. And I was like, yeah, I kind of thought about doing that, but I didn't want to do it like the first year. Yeah, so you, you can't. Yeah. Best. yeah, you know. But then it was like once I heard like half the people be like pretty anti on that, I was like, oh, guess that wouldn't be a good joke. Yikes. <laughs> Are you Anaconda every year, or is it a new code name every year? Uh, you're, yeah, I, I think last year I was a different snake. Why are you snakes? What but the, yes, what I'm, the fuck I'm is, snake. What's wrong with snake guy? Snakes. Why snakes. do we gotta be snakes? <laughs> Palmer's not it. <laughs> there, yeah, Palmer so now dislikes. There is an animal thing to this that I don't understand or I don't know the backstory of because a lot of people also put. It's it's all like, Anaconda is probably like the most well known or one of the most well known animals in the 24 hmm. and then hmm. a lot of people put instead of writing it on the the wrapping they put like a picture of it or a sticker or something and then the guy who sends out the thing also does it via a, a picture or a gif or whatever and so you there is like this game of like matching of like what kind of weird fucking animal is that and then you look at your thing and be like is that this is that and then like the text thread is like hey Anyone figure out today's yet? Because this is this and this is this. Like, okay. Here you go, Dan. Uh, so it's, one, it's one difficult of us, on purpose. Yeah. yeah I like one that. of ours coming up is the Pacific Northwest uh, tree octopus. Hmm. I feel oh, like yeah. Dan. Dan. Those are all over the place. <laughs> Dan, when you do yours, you should actually make an advent calendar. And then when you open it, it's got a little animal symbol. Oh, that pops out like a cuckoo clock. Yeah, and with sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that way you don't have to worry no, about texting everybody. Problem solved. Oh, I like it. I like this idea very much. Ryan Palmer's uh, in Portland, yeah. Oregon. I'm, listen, this is midweek. This is a midweek pod. We haven't done a midweek pod in, yep. in a very long time. Uh, I need this. Two well, weeks, probably, like something like that. Maybe longer than that. Uh, because... <laughs> Yeah, USA no. played on I a Tuesday. Like Pretty sure we bought it after in, in virus hell. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you it's have been a long, It's been a long couple weeks. Uh, maybe seven days feels like seven years. Um, and I'm just happy happy to be. Yeah. You deserve this podcast. Week. It's great. It's this is a reset. It's a reset. Yeah. It's just a reset for you. Uh, having said that. You've got a warm-up for us today, and I'm excited. I have Let's no go. idea where this is going. Let's go. I was thinking about this the other, uh, the other evening. Um, you know, this is going to be a real housewife's <laughs> space, isn't it? If you're thinking about it when the evening. Christie was. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so here is my, here's my warm-up. Um, I don't know if I should tell you the number. I'm not going to tell you the number, 
But I was wondering, you know, Messi is coming to to MLS. Uh, what next year, right? Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. As a, as a, allegedly. As a yeah. Careful of those libel. As a player. Libel owner, lawsuits. Be careful. You do. Just call me a liar, or say that I lied. I don't know what it is, but just be careful. Flip the dice. Uh, so Messi, possible World Cup winning Messi, coming to the World Cup as a as a player owner. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm. I was mm. wondering if you guys can name all of the MLS players that have won a World Cup and Who played the in the MLS. Not at the same time. Not at the same time. But they are World Cup yeah. winning. Oh, wow. That's, That's a, a great, great question. One. I'll start with. Can we can name, I go first? Can we name I future players? No, not not past, <laughs> yeah. past players. Uh, oh man, what if the answer is just no? There's a couple. There's I, a couple. I got one. <laughs> you you I, can start. I've got a few. Can I take? Okay, Thierry that is Henry. correct. And for bonus points that mean absolutely nothing, can you tell me yes. what team he played for and what year he won the World Cup? Yep. The New York Red Bulls. And you won the World that Cup in 1998. Very nicely done. Uh, th- let's go to Dan. Let's go to Dan. Dan is, yeah. Dan is hyped up over there. Because that just gave me... I'm pretty sure that Fabian Bartes came and played for Montreal or wow. something like that wow. for like I a mean, year. According to this article, which I'm trying to look at when it was written... December 14th, 2022. Uh, Fabian Bartes is not on this. Uh, on yeah, this. Oh, I, I thought so. he came. No, uh, you can look that up. Yeah. But uh, I'll let Dan I'm look looking it up. It up. Mike, do you, You're trying no, to pick other people. Mike, I'm wrong. Oh, I got another Who one. I thinking of? I got what? another one. What goal? I, I think I got one. Uh, Yuri Jorkaev. Oh, bonus. That's the good. same team. I believe yeah. he played for the Red and Bulls. Yep. World Cup. When did he win the World Cup? Uh, also, also 98. Uh, Colin, you got another one? All right, I'll take one. Uh, can I get Bastion Schweinsteiger? That is correct. Oh, that's team a good one. And that's right. I'll break ground on another World Cup winning team. No problem, guys. I'll just do all the heavy lifting. Uh, yep. That would be 2014, yes, he and he played yes, for the Chicago did. Fire. Uh, Dan, I'm not going to let you go out. Just did Fabian Bartes? Are you, are you calling Pick a German, it? Dan. Pick a German. Pick a German. I mean, all right. So 2014, 2006. No, they didn't win in 2006. Italy did. Uh, who was on that German? Oh, I got another team? one. I got another one. Yeah. Fr- Frings. Frings came and played. I, neither. I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. He's not didn't on he? this list. What? He's not on this list. Did they win it? Maybe Mike, he never won, a, won anyway. Maybe that's the problem. Uh, he like played, Frings played there for Toronto. Go. He just never won a World Cup. Oh, I got one. Yeah. I got uh, one. Blas <laughs> Metuidi. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when, team, and uh, when did he win the World Cup? Uh, 2018, yeah, Inter-Miami. Got, got in a lot of trouble for, like, weird gam yes. stuff that only Palmer uh, understands. He's currently <laughs> a World Cup holder. I mean, defender. That's crazy. Wow. Um, Colin, what do you got? Yeah. Boom. Just going to break some more ground here. Uh, I'm, I'm not 100% on this one. 
But I'll say mm. Chiellini. Incorrect. Incorrect. Mm. Good guess. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> Mike, do you want to go? We can end this. There's more. There's, There's 12. more. Holy wow. moly. Love this. I love this. Let's just keep going. Let's keep rolling. Uh, man. I'm just oh, googling oh, it now. Uh, David Villa. David Villa. Oh, I just uh, got that. Team, obviously, we know this. And uh, NYCFC 2010, and 2010. Uh, is, is Dan just Googling this? Do we, uh, it's do we been Googled. Know I'm officially answers? spoiled. You, Colin, you want to make another guess? No, I want to. I want to keep. Pl- I just want to keep playing. Yeah, um, uh, Colin. There's one for sure you should get. <laughs> Tony Hibbert. <laughs> okay, that means World Cup of carp fishing. Oh, uh, this isn't as hard as I made it. I'm annoyed with myself. There's some real obvious ones. I think I got one more. Go, just go. Oh yeah. my uh, God, my Lothar Mateus. <laughs> Matt. Is it Mateus or Mathaus? Uh, yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah. Pronounce that. But Mike, team and uh, what World Cup? He played with 1990 World Cup, and he played for the best team West name Germany. with Germany. He played for the best team name in MLS history, the Metro Stars. Just an exceptional name that should still I mean, be with that's, us. That's that's. Yeah, I'm that's so true. impressed, Mike. That's really good. Colin, you got any more? Yes. Claverson. Nice. One of them. Yes, that's the oh. one. I was going to give you the hint. Oh, that is Claverson, a good one. Brazil. Uh, Philadelphia Union. Did he play for Man United for a while? Brazil, two. Yeah. yeah. Mike. That's a good one. Oof. I don't know if I've got any more. I feel like there's probably like a bunch of Brazil 94 there guys actually, in there. There's, there's only like one. But mm. fuck if I know who they are. Mike, can I give you a hint? Sure, Dan. Can I give it? Can I make it a very, very obvious hint? Because I just love this so much. <laughs> yeah, there is a there is a player that belongs to Jesus. Yep. Oh, oh Kaka. Yeah, fuck. Kaka. Yeah. Oof. Uh, Kaka. Colin, you got Orlando more? City FC. Man, and he he won in two thousand two, yes. right? Yeah. I mean, that's the last time they. God, that. That's crazy, so man. Uh, that was so long as, ago. Uh, yeah. He was just Cleverson. a baby. Um, this man loves his wine. Did we did we do this? Played on the same team as. Oh, as yeah, as, I guess Chiellini, but I should have guessed. Yeah, yeah Pirlo. Pirlo. Oh, um, Pirlo. Yeah. <clears throat> and and actually, even more directly comparable to Chiellini. Cannavaro. No. Did Cannavaro play for Montreal or something? Uh, you got the team right. Oh, um, no. Del Piero. I don't have any other hints. Nesta. 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 Sorry, Palmer, I'm stealing it's, your game. It's crazy how many of these guys were, like, legit. I I thought we'd get a lot more, like, 23rd where, guy in the team just where, ends up playing a year. Where are yeah, a lot of Claversons, but we've instead Here, we've got like actual stars. Brazil '94 player to play in the MLS, Mike. I don't even know this guy's name. Well, I've I've not heard of him. Bronco. Don't know. Played for no, the Metro Stars, Mike. Nothing. Not in Nothing. my bag. 
did we say did, oh come did on love it love it um no that's a, oh, that's a great that's one. A good one fc dallas legend, FC dallas legend uh, i believe right i think that's that's it what's his face um tiago almeida the guy for atlanta yep. who's on the argentinian squad there might or be there might be one more in more. like five Says days. He's coming to the MLS. <laughs> There's your warm he's up. He's coming home. 12, 12 MLS players. That was great. That was, good. That was great that was stuff. A, that was a lovely warm up. I love how that's it's so well distributed. Yeah. Like there's one from France, 2018. There's one from '94. There's one from '90. 2006. There was one from '98. That was Henri, at least. The, like. The Jork I have one is 2002, so there's Cleverson and Kaká. Like, there's yeah. just like... It's nice. A smattering, a smattering every year. Love it. Love it. Yep. It's good stuff. <laughs> Next week, let's do runners-up. Third place. Third place <laughs> World Cup winners. Torsten Frings. Torsten <laughs> Frings. Uh, what's really bugging me is who this goalkeeper that I thought was uh, Fabian Bartes actually was. There was somebody. Some, oh, it might have been Julian Cesar. That's who I was thinking of. No idea who that is. QPR legend. Brazilian keeper. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. There it is. Uh, Michael, we have we have emails. We have emails, and we've got some good ones. I'm, I'm not going to lie. We don't always have the, the freshest emails, but these ones are straight from the email vine. Uh, the first one is from Jeff Swick. He says... Which non-Europe, non-South America content will win the World Cup first, i.e. North America, Africa, or Asia? And does it happen in our uh, lifetime? Wow. Brian Palmer. Oh, boy. This is... You know what I would really like to see? I mean, obviously, I'd love to see the, the U.S. win the World Cup. But I would love to see uh, an African nation win the World Cup. Morocco, obviously, has, has come, I think, the closest. That's true. Um, but, yep. you know, I think yes. Senegal made some noise in this tournament. Um, there's a lot of great talent, um, in those African nations. They don't get enough shine. So I would love to see an African nation win the world cup soon in our, in our lifetime. So I do. Do, do you, yeah. Do you yeah, think it'll happen in our world. lifetime? We're, we're young. We've we got another, you know, 10 to 15 so, World Cups yeah, in us if we stay so. healthy. And with with uh, Wenger's <laughs> two-year, every two-year World Cup. Oh. Now we're really cooking. Colin, yeah. what do you think? I agree exactly with Palmer. Yeah, I think Africa in, in, our, in our lifetime. Um, I think there's a lot of talent there. It's a lot of, like, whatever, of underserved population where... Uh, you know, if they can grow some infrastructure, they'll get a lot better a lot, you know, very quickly. <laughs> a lot, you know, there's a lot of progress to be made as far as that's concerned. Um, but I, I, I think they're also like uh, a lot of those nations to me seem to be like maybe it's because of the talent level or because the players don't play together that much because they're all, you know, playing in professional leagues all over the place. But they seem to be extremely high variance, those teams. Like, they have low FIFA rankings, right. but then they play pretty well at the World Cup or they crash the fuck out, right? But who cares? If your question is who's going to win the World Cup, uh, all you need is one team to get hot, and that was Morocco this time around. And so 
I think the high talent level there, uh, you know, means that somebody can do it. Um, I think the worst answer would be North America, surprisingly, CONCACAF, uh, because that would be the one of these federations that has never even made a semifinal. So I think you got to take one of those two, and, and I think Africa is the stronger one. Dan, any, yeah, any disagreement? I, no, I think it's Af- – I mean, Africa has shown that they're closer than CONCACAF mm-hmm. is, just like – World Cup to World Cup, they're one level in front of where CONCACAF is, so I think they'll be the first to um, break through as yeah. well. I th- I think also Africa has the deepest bench of teams. Like, if you look at these other continents, like, North America's got two, maybe three teams who you're like, if everything hits, they've got a shot. And Asia's probably around the same, maybe one or two more. I feel like with Africa, there's like a bunch of African nations that didn't even qualify for the World Cup, who you're like, oh, they're right. that's a good like that's a good team. Um, Could have been Ivory Coast for a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Egypt. Ghana was really good for a while. E- yep, yeah, totally. So you know, it just feels like playing the numbers game. They've they've got. I I kind of don't think it'll happen in our lifetimes, though. Just just to be a contrarian, I just feel like the game is really s- s- concentrated in europe i think now more than it was even like 20 years ago and it just feels like even though some of these other confederations are improving are they improving as fast as the elite teams in europe and i would say no the one caveat to that is like with the morocco team like i think half their half their players were born in in europe um, it's over and, half, right? And They're exactly, the only team that's yeah. over half. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, the vast majority of them play in European clubs. But yeah, I I don't know. I, for me, it just feels like you know maybe we kind of overestimate how quickly things can change. But I'd love to be wrong. I mean, Africa had never made a semifinal. Now they have. They're trending in the right direction. True. Yep. You only need you only need one team to have a good tournament. So. All right. Great email, Jeffrey. Uh, Next email is from Raymond. He says, do you think there will ever, or he asked, do you think there will ever be another Winter World Cup? He says, putting aside all the issues with foreign workers, he thinks that the Winter World Cup has really opened up the possibility for other countries, particularly in Africa, um, to host a future World Cup. So do you think we'll ever see another one? And maybe would you want to see another World Cup played outside of North American summertime period? Dan? Uh, I mean, it's always cream. So I think it's possible that there's another one. And I think we're going to come out the other side of this and FIFA will be able to say, look, it worked. Like it wasn't, it didn't ruin the club seasons. You all made it, right? It didn't, like all the players weren't injured. There were some injuries, but I think if you, whatever, look at the stats, it's probably not anywhere. Like in the end, we're going to have proof of concept at the end of this. The heat and hasn't been like an issue. We thought like heat might be a thing. And it's like totally not been a thing. It hasn't been talked about. It, I, I think in the end, the issues that Raymond suggests, you know, there are a lot of issues with having it in Qatar in terms of the, uh, the, the human rights and the corruption and all of that. So I think FIFA will probably do a better job hiding that in the future. But the the winter part of it, I think, is is proven viable. Actually, uh, I don't think it'll happen again real soon. 
but I could see it happening again soon. And I kind of like it. This is kind of fun. It's the holidays, the Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever, <laughs> all of it. Like, I, I don't hate, I hate it. it I, I mean, don't hate it. Sorry, Palmer. <laughs> but all the, I mean, all the I teachers think, unions are going to go on strike I, if I we get another it. World yeah, Cup. Exactly. This, In the winter. But, uh, first of all, there have been a uh, African nation to host the World Cup, South Africa. Um, so, you know, we can, they can do it in, in certain parts of, of the world, uh, and do it during the summertime. They've just proven that. Right. So, um, secondly, I I think the, uh, we're being a little short-sighted, like, yes, it worked now. What is the, and I think you mentioned this, what is the ultimate impact on the club? season after this right like world cup ends uh this this week um saturday or sunday um and when are the next club games like what couple weeks uh right so boxing day so like uh the following weekend boxing we're day. back yeah. uh in in club uh football like a week a week that's yeah. insane to me like that i could be wrong but i feel like that doesn't happen um, during a summer World Cup, right? We have like a month, right? Yeah, no. Or beginning of July. No, summer World Cup ends like end of July or something like that. July and, 25. And the yeah. Beginning of July. Yeah, yeah. beginning of July. Yeah, so beginning of June so through beginning of July. Kind of yeah. where you're going so they have to a month see, off. Yeah. Uh, burnout. Maybe, you're, maybe we're going to see some more red cards in the Premier League. To guys that just want a couple of days off. Uh, you know... So early. That's true. Right. But actually, most of these guys have had time off. It's only right, the, right, the right. teams in the finals, yeah. right? You uh, see the, and, you know, all these the, guys posting their pictures the from the Maldives. <laughs> They're getting their vacation in. They're also getting their vacation in. So um, I would say that, you know, for, for me, I love a Summer World Cup because I want to watch every single one of these games. And it's been difficult to do that, given that I have to also... Uh, work yeah yeah i agree with both of you like it's it's better in the summer but i don't think that's going to stop fifa from saying it worked in the winter so now that we want to give it to this nation which would need to be in the winter we can do that yeah i the the thing that i could see stopping it from the the cream standpoint is like do the big club clubs get together now and you know if some country that seems like they'd be more likely to move the timing of the World Cup, submits a bid, do the big club teams get together and say, like, you better put something in writing that says you're not going to move that. Or, like, you know, basically throw their weight around and say, like, don't let this happen again. Because when Qatar initially made their bid, they were talking about a Summer World Cup, and then they pulled a little whoop-de-doop. And I think the big clubs are not going to be caught unaware again. Yeah, bait and switch. I believe the uh, correct uh, nomenclature is whoop de dup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a that's a Minnesota thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else on that one? Dup. What is it? What are you guys talking about? It's the hot dish of the bait and switch. Hot dish <laughs> of the bait and switch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes your words yeah, just, just escape you, Palmer, and you just you just say something weird like whoop de dup. <laughs> I thought I said whoop de dup, but anyway, maybe not. Um, run that back. It's right. on the tape. It's on we'll the tape. It. Yeah. Uh, we got a double header from from Vincent. The first 
email. I, I love how this email starts. There's a little bit of reading here, so, so strap in. Uh, missed opportunity, disappointment, tragedy. These are the words I use to describe the U.S. men's run in the World Cup. In my opinion, U.S. <laughs> soccer missed the huge opportunity to change the narrative to the casual fan and non-soccer fan by not winning against England. In my opinion, this was our World Cup final. A tie does nothing. Style does not matter. Only a win would grow the game faster and change the narrative about men's U.S. soccer. Would you guys agree, Colin? No. No. Like, the average fan or the average non-fan or whatever you want to say, the casual fan, would care if we I beat mean, England. We but it wouldn't, wouldn't like, athletes suck in soccer. the whole nation just because we won one game. <laughs> we would suck in the Yeah, exactly. We'd get that whole thing is if we went to the semifinal. You know, if we, like, made a run and you had this, like, building of excitement. If we beat Netherlands and then we beat so-and-so and then whatever, Argentina. This is a ridiculous scenario. Uh, but don't but you like, think, like, beating England is more likely than, you know, the U.S. making a run to the yeah, semifinal totally. or whatever? Like, is, that, I think that's kind of what Raymond's saying. Like, yeah, if we, we tied England nice and then England? won the World Cup, that would be better, but... Well, yeah, but, I mean, beating England would have been nice, but it wouldn't have been impactful on this, like, level of that whatever. Like, we've, uh, you know, no. Like, we beat <laughs> Mexico at a World Cup, and that's our biggest rival back in 2002. We beat Portugal at that World Cup. We beat, you know, whatever you want to say. Like, we've had decent results at World Cups before. Like, you it's wanna, not, you wanna know it would not be this big end-all be all you whatever know it would change the narrative like, and grow the game and change soccer. the narrative stop having the world cup on fox that's that's what it would do because they it's it's <laughs> awful it's awful they talk about god the fox coverage uh, has been so bad they do this stupid like we call it soccer uh they talk about like oh harry kane's favorite football team is the patriots or whatever right like there's zero, like, this is an important thing. The world plays this game. It's important for the U.S. Uh, it's, it's all just, like, they, they continue that, that stupid narrative of, like, what if our best athletes played? Let's, let's do our, like, starting 11 of our best athletes that play that couldn't kick a soccer ball, but let's put J.J. Watt as striker, right? Like, it's just, it's stupid. Um, and if, if we changed that... If we changed that narrative, I think uh, that would have a lasting impact on on the growth of the game in general. <laughs> I'd just like to say uh, J.J. Watt went to Pewaukee High School, and Spencer Dixon, our senior year, scored a hat yeah. trick on three headers <laughs> just think if against he was on, Pewaukee on High School. Field, so like, suck on that, J.J. Watt. He would have killed you. <laughs> yeah, he would have killed you. He and he was on. He was in high school at that time. I think he's a year, two, two years younger than me. So yeah, JJ Watt can't stop Spencer Dixon. Absolutely cannot ha- hang with him. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I mean, I th- I think I think there's something to to Vincent's point here. Like Colin, you mentioned the U.S. win against Portugal. Like, just not the same, man. Like when people think about s- soccer, footballing but nations. I- they don't think about Portugal. Like, if you don't follow I mean, the game, we're not, we're, it would be better than Portugal, point, but it's not going to like we're, revolutionize. Well, yeah, I mean, blah blah blah, whatever. It, it would. It might be the biggest win that we had in a 
I mean, it would still be a group stage game. We still wouldn't be even I, through the group at that it, point. Like, we could I still have gone out of the group. That we're talking you know? about. Yeah, I, but I think it's something with. Go ahead, Palmer. The, the U.S. men's. I, I find it absolutely insane. MLS has been around for 20 odd years, right? Uh, there is soccer on television. Yeah. Like every weekend, right? That you can easily access. No, that, but that's not, that's, that's not true. That, that most people don't watch. But I think if the U.S. beats, if, the, I think if the U.S. beats England, though, it just gets a casual sports fan who's go, watching oh, Sports shit, Center okay. to be like, oh, like, shit, I guess hope, maybe we're, we're okay at this sport. And then what? And then nothing. And then nothing. Right. Yeah. It makes Sports Center, but it doesn't go beyond. Exactly. Well, I think. I mean, yeah. I think that that is it changing the narrative. It leads on Sports Center if, for a day. It's twenty four hour news. Yeah, but I think in terms of changing the narrative, if can you're I, a casual sports fan just, and you're I, like, I "Oh, have a, I have my country beat England," I guess we're pretty good. Instead of, I thought we were shit. No, I think I think it just it's just one win. If they went to the semifinal of the World Cup or they made a deep run, then yeah, maybe that fan goes, "Oh, we're actually good." But did that fan give a shit when we beat Spain when they were huge and Brazil and like went to the finals of the Confederations Cup and whatever? I don't know why we feel yeah. like we need a casual fan to care about the U.S. men's national team or U.S. soccer or just what, in general. I think that every four years, my, my mom calls Christmas is coming up and, uh, you know, as a Catholic... I grew up going to mass every Saturday or Sunday with my mom. But then on Christmas, you had to go to mass and everyone went to mass. And then the other time of the year in which you go to mass is Easter. And my mom called the people that go to mass that she never saw only on Christmas and Easter. She called them priesters because they would come on Christmas and Easter. And there are fans, there are just casual fans that show up <laughs> and watch the World Cup every four years. They're the, they're the creasters of, of soccer fandom. My wife is currently engaged in the World Cup, not because of the U.S. doing well, because she listened to a podcast about Messi. And so she wants Messi to do well in the World Cup. This is the only time that she's really tuned into the World Cup. It doesn't matter how the U.S. really does because it's just a sporting event that is all-consuming for a month, and then it goes away, and we'll talk about it again in another four years. We'll have the same conversation, I guarantee, when the U.S. go crashing out of the group stages uh, and be like, what can we do to turn this around? And it's just, it, there's nothing really that we need to turn around. We have players in Europe. We have very successful players. We have a lot of talent. We have things that are happening on the roster. There's just not a ton of people. It's wild to think that we need the U.S. to be like everyone have their own soccer thread podcast. It's just wild to think that, you know, like we're not in, as engaged in NFL as, as, you know, other people are. That'd be bad for us. Yeah, this is. Right. I mean, there are not many people that yes. could do this. Yeah, I think that's clear. <laughs> I mean, this just has me thinking, what if our best Catholics went to Mass every week? <laughs> what if our best talkers podcasted? <laughs> More uh, than once a month. <laughs> uh, all right, Vincent, you're tearing, you're tearing our podcast apart with your email. So we're going to go to your next email. 
this is the next email. It says, was Colin right? Is he a fortune teller? A couple of shows back, you guys were talking about young players and attitude towards professionalism. Colin brought up Gio's name. Is Colin a fortune teller? Maybe Greg should have been listening to the show. Could have seen this problem before it happened. Greg does listen to the show. He should have just, you know, taken notes. He's arrogant. Colin, are you a fortune teller? Did you predict the wait, Colin? Did you predict the final? <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, Holy for the record, shit. Uh, <laughs> before <clears throat> before this all started, I predicted that France and Argentina would meet in the final. But uh, you know, don't think I'm so smart because Mike also did that as well. Oh, so, damn. Um, Ouch. but there's, there's two fortune tellers on this podcast. Great fortune telling <laughs> by both of us. Um, and you know, in that sense, I would say that our fortune telling and, you know, my life in general as I, sure if is. I'm, if I'm doing it right, I'm trying to live like J.R. Smith at all times. I'm sure it's off. I'm going to shoot a lot of shots. I'm only going to remember the shots that go in, right? The shots Absolutely. that miss, I don't even remember taking them. I don't know what you're talking about. So did I predict you that Gio Reyna <laughs> would be immature at this world cup? Absolutely, I did. Yes, of course. Should have sent Anyone home. could see that coming. <laughs> Should have sent him home. Did I predict other things about this World Cup? I'm not sure. Look, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just can't wait to see what collegiate sport you go back to play in a few years. <laughs> what, what else that's that's what I'm excited to find out. Probably probably golf. Just probably like golf. My boy yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah. That's the real. Either answer. that or bowling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what they got at North Shore Community College. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, should we use this to just segue right into GeoGate then? We might as well. Uh, so, GeoRena, the unprofessional. Uh, I'm just going to give a recap of this story. There's obviously all the drama during the World Cup. Why isn't Geo playing? There's some rift. Uh, Greg says that it's a coach's decision. Gio, or no, Greg says this that he's not quite the, fit. Gio when, says when that he's totally healthy. This, right? um, but then it kind of goes away. Oh, yeah, Winaldo. That's right. Winaldo says he's on the phone with Gio's dad every day, consoling him because he's crying. And we all laughed Winaldo out of the room, just said he's, this is like totally ridiculous, <laughs> and that he told lies. We did not call him a liar. I'd like to state clearly <laughs> that we did not say that he intrinsically as a person is a liar. We just said that we felt that he was he's, telling he's stretching a the lie. Truth. He's a person who lies. Sometimes. Yeah. He has In this case. Who hasn't? We want to just make that very clear. Uh, Hashtag defamation lawsuit. But then Gio plays 45 minutes uh, against uh, the Netherlands. It all seems like it's it's nobody's talking about it anymore. And then it comes out that Greg Berhalter, within a week of being eliminated from the World Cup, is at a leadership conference behind closed doors. It's supposed to be off the record. And he's talking about, well, we had this player who wasn't showing up. And, and he's just airing, airing the laundry out to these people. Uh, you know, U.S. soccer says it's supposed to be off the record, but that's that is a ridiculous excuse. Uh, Dortmund stands up for Geo, puts out a tweet or an Instagram post, and says, uh, "This player has never been anything but professional. He has our full support. Uh, we can't imagine this happening." 
uh, Geo posts on Instagram and basically says that, uh, you know, points out that 49-year-old man Greg should not be talking about team stuff that's meant to be handled within the team. This is coming from 20-year-old Gio Reyna, which is just, I absolutely love. Jimmy Conrad comes out and says that people in the locker room were upset because he got seven minutes against England and the people in the locker room felt that uh, Greg was going back on or like laying off of him after, uh, you know, he had been sanctioned in some way. Uh, Today, Winalda posts that this joke about being called a liar versus being told that you were lying. Apparently, maybe, who knows? This is Winalda. We've already said that sometimes he lies. He's not a liar, but sometimes he lies. So who knows? But Winalda says there's a difference about those two statements in like libel lawsuits. (laughs) Yeah, legally. Well, so no, he's, he's like subtweeting he's, about defamation uh, lawsuits and stuff. Like, uh, this is and I just the hashtag was hashtag defamation lawsuit. So it's pretty, pretty on the tin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But I couldn't actually. Click I went on that hashtag. And, <laughs> I went back and looked at the uh, Greg Berhalter quote from the news conference when he was asked about this he never called he said you can choose who to believe he never called anybody he didn't use any any like lying liar words so i'm not exactly sure what wald is when alda's referring to here it occurred to me maybe when alda is trying to protect himself <laughs> like did he call greg yeah. a liar yeah. or, mm, so like maybe he's actually playing defense right now i'm not sure anyway Colin, I'm not going to ask you about this because I know you think it's all really dumb and we're not going to be talking about it in a week. But this oh, is we might be talking podcast about it in a week, shit. But that doesn't make it that doesn't make it not dumb. We'll talk about okay. dumb stuff for a long time. This is no Palmer. This, this is dumb. Palmer. And this may be dumb, but what is the best part of this? <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> because it's just it the, this is let's go back the to the difference that between email. you and me. This is why soccer has made it. This right here, this moment, is why soccer has made it in the U.S., right? Because we have <laughs> GeoGate. Yeah. We have this drama. We have That's right. a possibly uh, prima donna young kid that doesn't want to listen to authority. We have a coach that is in over his head because he has too many talented players and doesn't know what to do with them. And then we have Twitter just going bonkers. This is it. This is this is why we love we love narrative. This is why well, and, we watch soccer. We love narrative. Yeah. Wagon Imagine Christie, all of it. Give me all of this all day. Yeah, and it, it feels like this even even if Greg gets fired or leaves, right. I think the narrative of like Geo versus the rest of these young guys is going to continue for the next ten years. Like anytime something is amiss, you know, there'll be a photo of like. Geo standing a little bit further away or, from you know the team than like everyone else. All Ashley cup, Cole, like, uh, Twitter Chris blows up. It's going to be great. First to so much good podcasting in our future. Uh, <laughs> in both of the Portugal's like big games, right? The the big win and they lose, and Cristiano is the first one down the tunnel. That was like the news, right? This is it. This, we we have our Cristiano Ronaldo, for for better or for worse. Absolutely. I agree with all that. And I can just, uh, it only makes me wish that uh, soccer was such a big deal in the United States as it is now in 1998 when we had some real fucking drama. 
because Ooh, this some is fucking dumb. drama. But 1998 oh would have been some spicy fucking shit if it was oh, happening man. right now. We should have invented podcasting in 98 just and to cover Twitter. that. And like, yeah. mo- uh, oh. Well, oh my God. We should, we're just doing phone trees. <laughs> <laughs> just sending out cassette tapes of us talking yeah. about things for an hour. Yep. Doing like chain letters about stuff. Uh, Michael, who wins this? Who who's looking better? Who's looking worse right now? Geo or Greg? I mean, the real winners are all of us. Uh, <laughs> but in terms of who's looking better, I mean, I think it's honestly your perspective on things. Uh, I think Greg actually handled. I mean, I think we're in agreement that like Greg's handling of this was pretty pretty good. Uh, maybe not perfect, but pretty good until he did this dumb off the record conference. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, there's, there's always going to be fault to go around when one of your best players, one of your most talented players doesn't perform. And some of that's got to go to the coach, but probably most of it goes to geo, but then Greg just being a complete dumbass, uh, talking, talking about this while like, it's still, it's still raw. Just what are you doing? I love I love Dan's uh, interpretation of of how bad dumb this is by Craig, which man. was that uh, <laughs> he's nine years older than Mike Gundy. When Mike Gundy said, "Come at me, I'm a man, I'm forty." That's right. <laughs> it was like yep. Craig Berhalter doesn't like, want that smoke. Craig Berhalter has nine years on a man who said, "I'm a man, I'm forty, come at me." <laughs> protecting in that case, who in that case he was protecting the quarterback of the college football team who was like twenty years old. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And. It was like, nope. Greg was you like, don't want that smoke. Um, let me let me pass this buck right here. Greg's let me like, just go with this guy. Let me just He's squeal 20. all over this guy. Oh, so bad. It's also like so bad. A weird glimpse into Burhalter's personality. I feel like that he gets on a stage and wants to be the center of attention and tell the story about how he managed this. And it's like just clearly a terrible decision. He's still the manager of this team. He's supposed to still be getting you know, productivity out of this player. It's not a good but example he just of like, how he managed I don't know. Can't help himself. Like he's yeah. so excited yeah, about yeah. being on a stage that like, well, and probably feels like he did okay on that. Yeah. It would actually like a fairly bad outcome of the management. Maybe. No, I mean, yeah. I, could, I mean, maybe I could see how being asked, I don't know anything about this conference really. Like it's a leadership conference. He could have been asked a question about, Hey, tell us about a time when somebody on the team, you know, blah, 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 and you, your, your management style of having the players be so empowered helped with that. And he said, oh, yeah, here's an example of that I could share. But it's, it's just dumb to give the example that yep. just happened, right? It would be fine question, if you gave yeah. an example of when or, that happened when you were managing Bronby or whatever or the Brennan crew exactly. or whatever. There's but it's just dumb. You'll be on the first but, plane but, home, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be on the first plane back. The the dumbest thing about all this stuff is like when, you know, NBA types bring in a sports coach to tell them how to like run their business. I just think that's so laughable. And it's like, we really just want to hang out with Bill Belichick or yeah. Alex Ferguson <laughs> for a day. We'll pay them a bunch of money. And these guys must have been like really C or D list if they just got Greg. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also had an open slot on their agenda because there was no guarantee he'd be available <laughs> this week. So they were like scraping for somebody. Uh, this is amazing. I also love oh that somehow yeah. every day there's some new little tidbit. 
Like the other day, Stu Holden and Hercules Gomez were beefing it about was, it somehow. It was, yeah, I don't uh, even remember how the, they got upset at each other, it, but they were on Twitter like sharing bar. It was um, just like, this is so and like lovely. Geo's, Geo's stats and uh, Stu Holden said something oh, like, yeah. you know, those stats don't really tell the, tell the full story. And Hercules Gomez is like, wow, wow, wow. You're like, you suck. Uh, you're, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's great. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I Great Herc impression. The, the more I was reading into that, though, the more I was like, maybe these guys actually do really like each other, and the sarcasm just isn't. Like, yeah, that's, like, yes. I think uh, Herc says something right. at some point where he's like, why do you right. hate Geo? Which is exactly what, yeah. like, one of us would say to another person on this podcast. So I feel like there's oh, any any number of ways to read that. Either way, it's so good. Yeah. And then U.S. Soccer posted a thing about Geo today that was like, I forget what it was, some celebratory or happy something. It's definitely like a scheduled oh. post. Pro- yeah. Right. No, it was like uh, Geo Reyna was the third youngest player to ever get a cap for the U.S. in a World <laughs> Cup or something. And there was a picture of Geo. And the first comment is Hercules Gomez, and it's the popcorn icon. <laughs> just like, I, it, it just so, so dumb. But like, I'm cracking up. Like, it's, I love it. Every day there's something new. Uh, it's amazing. The, the last couple of days there was like a tweet about, it was very clearly like a team building. I don't know if you guys saw this, but it was like a very clear team building activity where they had to like hold hands and like head a soccer ball back and forth and then get it through hurdles in training right and everyone's reply was like if this was what greg was doing in training i wouldn't want to do this either this is so stupid and then every everyone else is like they do this at barcelona look up what pep does <laughs> and it's just so hilarious it's so stupid that like <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it was it's just absolutely ridiculous Pep's not uh, even at barcelona the thing was uh, that i saw was um the Morocco coach was apparently, I don't know how true this is, but I mean, Twitter, uh, apparently in a Zoom call at one point uh, of Mikel Arteta was giving a coach's uh, tactical, did you see this? And, and it, it was like a tactical lesson. Oh, uh, yeah. Like whatever I, I saw this tweet. I can't tweet. remember the name of the <laughs> Stupid. Uh, company that does this, but like it's, it was just a lesson on like the tactics that he did in uh, the FA Cup, and the Moroccan coach was there, uh, you know, looking on screen, full camera on, mic unmuted, whatever, just fully participating in this in this conference. And uh, the the replies were like, "Greg would never do this. Um, he doesn't want to learn, right?" And then, yeah, and then my 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 and, opposite and, would be like, and it was Greg like, look was at there, this coach; like, he's willing like, to learn still. He doesn't know what he's doing. Why is he at these Zoom conferences? Uh, it's just it's so ridiculous. My other thought was that you know, maybe Greg was uh, at the Mourinho Zoom conference instead, and so that's why he did this to Gio because uh, Mourinho was like, pick your best player and ruin them mentally, and that's what Greg is Greg is doing. <laughs> love it forever forever and ever uh this is just so good i hope geogate goes on (laughs) forever and i I can we talk more about what the Mourinho zoom conference would be like he would just give us a chance to talk about Mourinho. 
Right. No tactics. And then he would have like highlights. Yeah. Highlights of him celebrating and like lifting the trophy. <laughs> right. He would talk. Slide slide number one. Yes. He would Kobe's. talk. He would he would talk about like how to properly celebrate. Couple slides about Wenger. How to ruin a player <laughs> properly. Right? Like, properly ruin. Make sure a you have an enemy. Be great. <laughs> and then just the last ten minutes of him just being like respect. Respect. Oh man, so good. Do uh, uh, where should we go next? Do you guys have the run order open? No. Do you want to talk about the World Cup? Lead, lead me, Daniel. The other thing, I'm actually, I think this deserves a couple of minutes. We'll probably go long here. I don't know if you guys are trying to get to better what, but I think a couple of minutes. Uh, I'm glad in the end, I think, that we did not podcast last week when all this Grant Wall stuff was going on so that we were not speculating and saying dumb shit. Uh, RIP to Grant Wall. He was an amazing, probably number one soccer journalist in the United States over the last long, long time. Uh, Absolutely tragic. He died in Qatar while covering USA Netherlands, right? It was during that game. Uh, in the press booth. That was Argen- uh, Argent- Argentina Netherlands. Yeah. But, Argentina yeah. Netherlands. You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Um, the There was a lot of drama around this, but I, I just want to read this. This is from his wife posted to Grant Wall's Substack. An autopsy was perform- performed by the New York City Medical Examiner's Office. Grant died from a rupture of a slowly growing, undetected, ascending aortic aneurysm uh, with hemopericardium. I'll let somebody else tell me what that means. Uh, the chest pressure he experienced shortly before his death may have represented the initial symptoms. No CPR or shocks would have saved him. His death was unrelated to COVID. His death was unrelated to his vaccination status. There was nothing nefarious around his death. Um, this is tragic. Uh, there was a lot of misinformation and speculation around it, so I'm glad we didn't participate in it, probably by luck, because we could have spent a long time yeah. talking about ridiculous speculation. Uh, yeah. But Agreed. mostly this is just a super sad situation insanely, insanely uh, sad. and probably warrants a mention. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Th- I think this was his eighth World Cup and he's like 49. That's basically yeah, means he's too. been covering World Cup since he was like 20 years old. It's crazy. That actually, that's what I was thinking, Mike, when you were like, when you were asking if we would see a CONCACAF or an African team win a World Cup. And it's like, there haven't been that many. You look at, there's only like 20 World Cups. Grant Wall's covered eight of them. It's like, yeah, the history of the World and Cup is not that yeah, long. I, I would know, say, it's like, uh, it's a small know, little subset like of uh, history. Awful, yeah. awful yeah. anyway, very interesting. Uh, of this World Cup and how it has kind of done a misdeed in, in the growth of the game. Grant Wall has been the opposite of what Fox coverage has been. And he worked for Fox and did great work. Um, And I think he was there in Qatar uh, trying to uh, bring a little bit more awareness to the human rights issues and and, um, uh, the issues with with having uh, a World Cup in Qatar in the winter, um, everything around that. Uh, And so... Yeah, I think his his presence will be missed, and uh, you know, I think that we've we've had a funny little beef with him for the last 
however many years. Um, but, you know, the fact that he would even spend the time to have a little funny Twitter beef with, with, with you, Dan, is a testament to, like, you know, just who he is. So, or who, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and we saw him at a like a pre-party for some soccer game in Chicago in 2011. He was out right. there. He, yep. I mean, I don't think we have to go into how good he was for U.S. soccer and and why. Um, but yeah, yep, exactly. Uh, R.I.P. and condolences um, to everyone and you know around him. It's uh, tragic. World Cup. Uh, semifinals were the last two days. Argentina beat Croatia 3 0. Uh, first goal, Messi PK. What Ronaldo is, is mockingly called Penaldo. Does Messi we deserve any uh, stick this World Cup for taking penalties? He's, he's scoring a lot of them. I mean, Messi's not oh a great boy. penalty taker, like historically oh speaking. Boy. That, but man, that penalty was a great, a great penalty. penalty. Yeah. Crushed it. Yeah. Uh, second goal, Alvarez goes on an amazing run, just straight up the gut. Uh, picks the ball up before, I'm pretty sure, just before the half field. Um, carries it all the way into the box. Gets tackled twice. <laughs> ball bounces out to him both times. So a little bit of luck, but falls to him. A lot of luck. luck. But beautiful but luck. You make your own luck, you know? You got you to gotta make the hey, run. If those are 50-50 tackles and he wins both of them, that's only uh, yeah, 25%. Exactly. That's not that bad. You, yeah. take, you believe in him, John Leaney would exactly. say. Believe <laughs> in him. Exactly. But, that entire uh, run was like but a nice in, finish in the end as was, it's dropping like, down to his okay, foot after that I, second tackle. I go down on this tackle? Uh, oh, no, I guess he didn't get me enough, so I can't go down on this one. Should I go on this one? Oh, no, he didn't, I, he didn't even touch me. I can't go down. I guess I'm just going to continue to run. Yeah, uh, it was it was wild. Like it just was like it was as if he was making decisions in the moment. And you know, we'll get on to the Messi, uh, the third goal, the the uh, assist. This one was like Messi was in complete control on the third goal, and this one was like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just making shit up at the moment. <laughs> yeah, out of body experience. It, it felt like the soccer comparison. version of like a Marshawn Lynch play where he's just like, I'm just going to run at you as fast as I can and see if you can stop me. And like at the end of the day, if someone is running at you as fast as possible, I mean, it's not the same as getting run over and over and over and over again. <laughs> but it is it's it's hard if, you know, you're kind of flat footed, which is how the, the Croatian players were. Uh, great goal. There was a tweet that said that's. What was it? Uh, the most amazing, lucky, th- the most amazing, non-beautiful thing you'll ever see, or something. Well, I yeah. forget, but it was, uh, yeah, it was great, great goal. It, and then the it third majorly goal. reminded me of uh, a goal that Keevan sends to me once a year of Jermaine Beckford, Everton and Leeds legend, uh, scoring on a, like an eighty or ninety-yard run against Chelsea, where he does the exact same thing. He runs down he picks it up in his own box, but runs down the middle of the pitch and takes a huge deflection off the Chelsea center back. And it like pops over right to him and he finishes it. Root, and it's just like, one. yeah, just 
just fucking love that style of goal where you just you just run just like Mike was saying, just run at people as fast as you can and fucking see what happens. Maybe it'll go through their legs. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Does Keevan send that to you on the anniversary of the goal? Exactly. Every yeah. He's every year. The Beckford anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Because it gets tweeted and then he sends it to me. I Love like it. it. I like it. Uh, the third goal, Messi picks the ball up, not directly from the throw-in, I don't think, but following the throw-in, uh, carries it kind of, you know, I don't know, through the channel. Is that the channel? Yeah. Uh, it stands up a defender whose name I should remember. Vardial it's or just something like that. The guy who, who's basically, him. everyone's been like, oh, this guy's amazing. He's been having the tournament of his life. He's going to move to Bayern Munich. Uh, just Messi's just like, not so fast, my friend. No, he's a traffic cone. Yeah. He's a traffic That's cone. true. That's true. I mean, it was Bayern, Bayern Munich that had Jerome, Bo- Jerome Boateng yeah. when Messi yeah. hit him, right? So maybe he's a good fit at Bayern. Uh, doesn't get the goal himself, but picks up an assist. He slots it back to Alvarez, who finishes. So two goals for Alvarez in this one. Uh, 3-0, Argentina. Uh, Mike, how do you feel about this result? I mean, no offense, Baca, but I'm, I'm glad to see Croatia going home. Uh, what they did in 2018 was cute. You know, we were all we were all rooting for them, but especially this tournament, they were just playing for pens. It felt like in every knockout game. And actually, if you go back to their 2018 run, they didn't win a single game in regular time. They won once in extra time and twice on pens. Which hey, it's tournament football. You just want to win in advance. But as a neutral, like that's not what I want to see. I want to see teams that are really going for it. And uh, that wasn't that wasn't Croatia. So I'm glad glad they're going home. And I would not have been looking forward to a rematch of the 2018 final. Yeah. And, I mean, it, the fact that he's scoring on penalties notwithstanding, although he has scored at least one, maybe two goals, not on penalties. But Messi has been, at some times during this World Cup, fucking vintage, transcendent Messi. Um, the pass against the Netherlands. Yeah. Where, like, back across his body thing to slot in the guy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable pass. And then this, the run in this one. And he, had, he got another run in that, in that other game, in the Netherlands game. So, like, I mean, when – I feel like I've kind of forgotten about him since he's been at PSG or, or like, kind of, like, felt like, oh, he's tailing off and whatever. He's not as good as he was. But to get these glimpses of, like, kind of vintage Messi is, reminds you of – just how good he is and, and how different he is kind of in a way than, than all the other very good players you're used to watching. Um, and might, so I just want to watch more Messi, honestly, because I don't Apple watch TV. Messi ever anymore. Yeah. It's so... Y- you might get to on a local field near you. Yeah. A- yeah Apple TV true, Plus. I guess. If he plays like this in MLS, holy shit, he's going to score six goals a game. Like, it's going to be uh, really embarrassing for MLS. Oh it's probably bad. God. Don Garber does not want him in the league, actually, if he's smart. Yeah, he's going to walk, like, the entire game, take four sprinting steps, and score five goals a game. Like, he's so good. He's so good. It is kind of crazy, like, how much he walks and how much. He'll go, like, 20 minutes and, like, not touch the ball. And then he'll just do something crazy. It's wild. I I would, like. He's still, yeah, and he's still, like, the most influential player when you, like, look back at the game. Remember Zidane had. There was a, a movie. No, no, no. I just want a, I want a movie 
I want this. I Palmer want wants another headbutt. Just Messi that just follows Messi Ooh. around. If Messi ends his World Cup with a headbutt, that would be a surprise. This final, <laughs> right? Oh, like the Zidane, oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Messi cam. I I feel like you'll get it. There's there's so many streaming services out there. That might be really boring though, because he walks yeah. so much. The person you might want the ninety minute cam on is actually Kylian Mbappe. I feel like okay, get, getting ahead of ourselves. But the person you really want it on is Antoine Griezmann. Uh, he, that man is fucking all. I mean, we'll we'll save it for a second because uh, uh, I have another it, messy thing. Which, Did you guys see one? the the video of him being interviewed after this game? No. It's, it's just like a 12-second or 10-second clip, uh, and the interviewer is just asking him some question, you know, whatever, Messi. How, how, how did the game go? And Messi's not looking at him. He's just, like, staring, kind of not at the this camera, was, not the was, just staring at someone clearly. The Netherlands game. And then he just says, after, after the what are you looking at, fool? Yeah, what are you looking at, fool? Walking, keep walking. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's, yeah, yeah, after the Netherlands game, sorry. I... <laughs> yeah. The reporter's like, Mess, uh, Leo, calm down, Leo. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I just really uh, want to know who he, was, who he was looking at. He went over to the bench after, didn't he? He was like, oh, Van, Ga- Van Hal. Eg- Van Hal and Edgar David's face. The, uh, oh, yeah, he, he had beer with Van Hal. Behind all of that, that picture of Argentina celebrating in front of Netherlands was fucking hilarious. And like, Netherlands Yeah, were, that was stupid. Uh, they were just as much of the instigators of that shit yeah. too, and they didn't get nearly as much of the grief that that Argentina they were being, got for yeah. just uh, rubbing it in their face. It was great. It was a Sean Kemp uh, dunk, like point in your face. It was so good. It's so good. I'm all about that. I'm all about that. Fuck that wind gracefully <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean it's better entertainment if they're Come beefing, on. if they're having like penalty shootout fights and like yeah. it's great. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I uh, I'm st- definitely fully here for that. Uh let's transfer that CONCACAF culture to the rest of the world. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh in the other semifinal, fan- France went 2 0 over Morocco. Uh first goal, Mbappe deflected shot. Teo? Teo? Teo. 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 Teo Hernandez with a, a little kung fu finish. Uh, and then the second goal, oh, Mbappe's quick feet. I, I wanted him to finish this so bad, but in the end, pops out to uh, Mauni, who gets tap in. 2-0. Both of these semifinals felt mostly like they were on cruise control for these teams, actually. Yeah. I mean, uh, France, France seemed... But France, like, I, you know... I thought it looked pretty strong. This is the final that he wanted, right? Like this, Colin wanted it from from day one. Uh, Mike wanted it as well because they can look into the future. Yeah, that's why. This is is kind of, this is a World Cup final, right? Argentina, France. uh, Both of these teams are playing very, very well. Uh, Both of these teams have a high expected goal. uh, So we should see. Lots of goals in this final, right? It won't be cagey or pragmatic at all. Uh, I'm I'm being facetious. Uh, jinx, jinx, this jinx. Is this, is, this is this is what you want, right? Like the Croatia Croatia Morocco would have been just play for 
for no, I totally penalties. Agree. So that would have been a zero zero draw. Croatia France would have been play for penalties. Um, no, but I mean, I feel like you know putting it in the right in the relief of last the France Croatia. It was like Croatia was the big underdog Cinderella story, and France was the big favorite, and right. you know that was the narrative going in. But it wasn't like it didn't feel like two heavyweights, right? Yeah. And now this really does feel like two heavyweights, and it's it's also I'm quite happy that it's one UEFA and one Conway ball. Yeah, like that's pretty cool too. So and I think it's I think it sets up so well, and just great storylines like the. You know, the messy thing, obviously, or France will be the first nation to win back to back in like 60 years or something. There's just like tons of great stuff to think about and talk about if you have a podcast. So. I think. Uh, well, I don't know, Mike, you wanted to say something about Griezmann. Oh, my God. That. I, OK, so I have never been a, a Griezmann believer. I've always been like he's a good player surrounded by great players and uh this tournament i just feel like he's just really doing it for me uh, like he's just everywhere i mean today he was oftentimes like making clearances in the six yard box and you know help set up the first goal is just covers so much ground he's just like this classy kind of effortless player uh i mean obviously like he's it's not like he's an unknown quantity uh he was like one of the biggest transfers of the world not that long ago. But I don't know, I just feel like he kind of gets overshadowed with, you know, Mbappe and Giroud scoring the goals and like you know, he, he just kind of feels like I don't know, he's he's just he's doing a lot for me and uh yeah, I'm I'm just enjoying watching him play. Mbappe and Giroud I think what Giroud needs one more goal, or does Mbappe need one more goal to be the first five and five pair since Ronaldo and Rivaldo in mm. 2002? Giroud needs the uh, one more goal. Yeah, Giroud needs one more. Same with uh, Julian Alvarez, though. Alvarez has got four goals. Does and Messi already has, has five. Five. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think I agree with Palmer's initial point. These are teams that can score goals. Uh, and also teams I mean, that are not, not like necessarily locked down defense. Argentina's, I don't think. Argentina hasn't been uh, France has been pretty good. No, well, Argentina is not. France really? has been okay. This was France's first uh, first clean sheet of the tournament. Was today. Well, there you go. Garbage, yeah. garbage goal. <laughs> uh, maybe that's there's 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 potential for goals. There are goals in it. Uh, can I talk? Can we talk for a second about the golden ball? It's 100%, 100% or golden, yeah, yeah, golden ball. I don't, like, I don't who's think the best player? No, yeah, I the don't best think player. So. Who's in it for you right now? I don't think so. Messi, obviously. Mbappe is it? No. I mean, it depends no. who wins it. It's either I, right. Messi or That's Mbappe. That's what I'm saying. Right? Like, yeah. It, is there a scenario where it's not Messi or Mbappe? I think if I think if Giroud scores like two goals in the final, it, he's got a he's got a chance. Other than Messi wins the golden. Ball. If he has like some crazy final, but it's. Yeah, probably those guys. Yeah, I do. So you think like yeah. Mbappe could score two goals and Messi still wins the golden ball? Two, France wins two zero, and it's still Messi. I, I mean, I agree with you on that. Like that, Messi would be my player of the tournament. Messi's been the the guy. Like he's 
produced the most yeah. moments and story and feels like it, this tournament belongs to him. It's his tournament. Um, but I, I think that it'll always go to the the best player on the best team kind of thing. Yeah, and, and Messi already won the golden ball once when his team didn't win. I feel like winning it twice when your team didn't win well, just feels like he's gonna win on, on very unlikely Sunday. at this point. It's kind of yeah. a foregone conclusion. <laughs> Take this dub, Messi. Right. Get me this dub. All right, so Argentina <laughs> versus France, Sunday morning. Uh, should we just do a quick 20 on the third place game? <laughs> or? I only have time to do 30 or 40. Okay. All right. Well, we'll do. Uh, yeah, I think it's Argentina. Argentina versus France on Sunday morning. Argentina two one. Palmer's got Argentina. It sounds like. It's 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 my it's. Is that your heart, heart or that's I, your like gotta, uh, I, your your head? I want to see Messi go out on top, and uh, I think the world wants to see Messi go out on top. Uh, it's going to be a, a high, very emotional game, um, but. Uh, I just I think it's I don't think I don't see oh, Messi coming away with this yeah. losing it. It's just I don't know. There's something something in the water. Yes. Messi's gonna cry one way or the other. Messi's gonna cry. <laughs> Guaranteed <laughs> tears. Uh, Colin, <laughs> who do you got? Argentina on a one nil. I don't know, Hugo Lurie's howler. Oh. Probably. Oh, when, when, when playing it out of the back goes wrong. Hugo Lurie's own goal? No, more like the, the goal they scored against Australia. A little bit of pressure on Hugo. Probably early, about 15th minute. Not as Steve Clark as Steve he, Clark. He is Spurs but like after that's all. Hugo's ins- inspiration. Is he wishes he could be as Steve Clark as Steve Clark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michael? Uh, you know, I just feel like France, more depth, less focused on one individual player. Uh, yeah, I just, I just feel like they're going to they're gonna just kind of grind Argentina down. I, th- I think I'm rooting for Argentina, but I, I just don't think they've got it. That's where I am. I think France is the better team. I want Argentina to win. And this is weird, but I want him to win. Oh, I think that's because we don't I want to Messi win. to win a World Cup so we can just stop talking about yeah. who's better. And it's like a really yeah. dumb reason to just give him a World Cup. <laughs> yeah, but like, let's just look. Just let him have it, and then we can be like, he's the best player of all time. It's like the Lawless only thing that's missing is World Cup. So let him have a World oh. Cup, and then we can all just agree. That's all I want. Uh, it's crazy. Oh. It's crazy how good France is. Like we, no one has even really talked about the fact that like Conte, Pogba, and Benzema yeah. are all not in this tournament. <laughs> also, apparently, there's a rumor that Benzema might be back for like the final, loophole. which would be yeah. fucking amazing. How is he on the roster? You can't just do that. Yeah, he's, I think he's, he's been on the roster, roster the whole time. I don't think they what? replaced that him. That would be amazing. Horse placenta. Uh, Where has he been? He hasn't been in camp, has he? Yeah. He's just been he's he's been rehabbing or whatever, but oh god, that would be so funny. <laughs> just <laughs> main, main a warm bath, <laughs> a hyperbaric chamber of warm bath horse placenta. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> I don't have any follow-up to that. Why are you guys being quiet? <laughs> you just got to let that one marinate for a second. That just is what it is. Uh, yeah. Just, just yeah. picture that. Just take that with uh, you. But like you guys were also saying, I, I hope that, I basically hope that this is a Messi versus Mbappe shootout as well. Like, I want to see narrow miss bicycle kicks and uh, runs where you just hope that the the tackle falls to you and like all of it. The, it's been a really entertaining world. I mean, there have been a, a few games, I guess, that have been bad, but like, it's been a good World Cup. It's been fun to watch. Yep. Uh, and I, you know, finals can get cagey. I feel like this sets up. It could be a fun final. That's all I want. It's a fun final. All right. All right. Uh, what else? We're long and we'll probably talk again, uh, you know, in five days or whatever. So (laughs) thanks, Cliff. Thanks, Thanks, Cliff. for you guys is how do you tell if your flu is opened or closed in your chimney? <laughs> mm. so you just have to keep trying different permutations. Yeah, you start it. you start a uh, big fire and you see. That's that's what the internet said. Internet said start a small fire to see what happens. If if your house fills with smoke, flu's closed. <laughs> Literally every time we start a fire in our wood furnace, I have to look this up. And every time I, f- I find the same diagram and it doesn't make sense to me. You can usually just stick your head in there and look up and see if it's open or closed. Uh, At least any place I've lived with a flu. It's like it's close enough to the f- actual fire housing uh-huh. that you can just see. Oh, maybe I should try that. You have to do it before the fire starts, though. Get That's little, often the problem. Yeah, I would suggest. Yeah. <laughs> and if get a little headlamp on. on my face. See we- yeah that's or santa be careful this time of year (laughs) you never know (laughs) could just get a face full of santa ass